Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will Bowman with The Art of the Interview. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Thanks for stopping in. It is a beautiful, beautiful day in Roseburg, Oregon. Spring is here. It's still a slightly cool outside, but the sun is out and the temperature is slowly starting to rise. And that what that means is that it is getting closer and closer to the dry season and running season, which I am very, very excited about. Like I said, not quite there. Still a little bit uh, wet and cold here in Roseburg. The rainy season hasn't quite left us just yet, but it is getting close. And speaking of cold, um, on today's episode, we are going to talk about the subject of what to do when the interviewee gets cold feet or what to do when your interviewee gets cold feet. Now, uh, this is a common occurrence. I, I want to tell you this is this happens to me about once every project, once every big project. I have one particular interviewee, it seems, who just gets a little nervous or they get scared or whatever it is. They just start getting a little bit tense. And I think that I generally tend to, you know, be pretty sincere and open with my interviewees. And so they feel, a lot of times they sort of feel, they feel comfortable in expressing it to me. Um, a lot of times what'll happen, I think, is, you know, interview interviewers, they won't quite get to the same level of comfort with people. And so their interviewees will just kind of do the interview, even though they're really nervous and they just are not really all that, they're just not super comfortable and they don't give great interviews. Um, but a lot of times what happens with me is uh, the people who I'm interviewing, they'll get cold feet and they'll tell, tell me about it. They'll be like, I don't really know about this. Or like, they'll, I can just sense it. That's the other thing. Maybe I could just sense that they're, um, you know, getting getting a little bit a little bit tense. And I actually have um, one particular person on a project that I'm working on right now who I'm getting that feeling from. Um, and it's not the first time it's happened to me. And I've actually gotten pretty good at engaging with the people and knowing what to do. Um, certainly not perfect at it, but I'm, I, I figured out some things that work that really help to not only get the interviewee onto the interview set, but get them there in a way that where they're comfortable, more relaxed, and they're, you know, they give you the interview that, interview that you're looking for, right? I just had um, a marketing, I'll tell you this story, I just had a marketing project that I'm finishing up um, editing post-production on right now, and, you know, one of the interviewees, um, you know, she was, one, I mean, to begin with, she was a little nervous, but two, the container was already a little bit stressed, and here's why. She, during the production of the videos, found out that she had cancer. And that increased her stress level a lot. And that kind of stuff affects people, affects the container. It stresses it. And you have to be really careful when things like that happen because you don't want to push people too far um, to where they break and you lose that 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 trust that you've built. Um, fortunately, we were able to do the interview. It was an amazing interview. It turned out really well. And um, I'm really excited. Um, I, I, I'm really excited how it actually weaved into the final product. Now, like I said, this is not that person was not the first person that's happened on it's happened on multiple occasions. Like I said, about one time every big project there's one person who gets really, really nervous. So I'm going to tell you a few things about what to do when that happens to you because it will happen in your interviewing process. I promise you. So 
enough pre- pretense. Let's jump into it. Um, what do you do when you either sense that your interviewee is getting cold feet or they try to bail on you or you know they talk to you about it? What do you do? So what you're going to do is, let me tell you what you're not going to do. First, you're not going to do, you're not going to say, oh, we don't have to do the interview, right? And here's why. Because a lot of times what they're afraid of is not the interview itself. It's something that has to do with the interview. And that can take many different forms for many different people. One time I was doing an interview project for a local social service organization, and there was some drama between the director of the social service organization and the person directly under her, both of whom were going to be interviewed for the project. And in the past, there had been some things said on another interview that was for the newspaper, um, and it was a bad experience, and this person really didn't want to have that experience happen again, so she was really nervous about doing the interview and it going into the product and her having to deal with that kind of drama. That said... It could be something completely differently. Like I said, one recently, there was a medical problem and it really stressed the person out and they just were really struggling emotionally to sort of be present with doing the interviews. It's kind of a big ask. There's a lot of different things it could be and you never 100% know what it is. So the first thing, you know, you kind of want to do is you want to ask what they're really concerned about. You may know, but if you don't know, ask them. So what is it that you're concerned about? You know, are you worried about, you know, coming across poorly? Are you worried about, you know, is there something else that's going on outside? In the situation where, you know, I, that one, uh, the one particular instance where I had the, there was the drama between the two interviewees, um, I literally just got on the phone and talked to her for probably a solid hour. I mean, we talked for a while, um, and just worked through it. And I, but I needed to know. And she explained to me the whole process and what happened and, you know, what what the issue was. And I was able to kind of work through this these next steps that I'm going to talk to you about with her. But I had to know what the problem was before I did it. So don't back down. Don't say, okay, we don't have to do the interview. I mean, you can give them the option, but don't jump right into that. If they're dead set, you know, on not doing it, I, I would say don't jump right into that, you know. You know just first of all, ask them because 99% of the time it's not the interview. It's something about the interview and you likely can palliate their concern and get them comfortable and relaxed. So, number one, ask what the real concern is. Number two, normalize and legitimize their concern. Talk about, and, this, and you have to do this from a place of genuinity. You can't just, you know, can't just say, oh, your concerns are valid and a lot of people have them. It's true. I mean, a lot of times the concerns that people have are very legitimate. What if you misuse um, my content? What if I come across poorly or like a, like an idiot or sound like, you know, this or that? Or, you know, what if this person, like in the, this other instance, what if this person, you know, makes fun of me or trashes me because of what I say, you know? Talk, normalize that. Hey, you're not the first person to have these concerns. It's totally normal to feel afraid. This is a big ask that I'm asking of you, you know, and I just want you to know that this is really legitimate and I'm going to do my best to make sure that these things that you're afraid of don't actually um, come to pass. I'm going to do everything that I can. So, um, the next thing, and that, so you're 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 asking them about their concerns. You're normalizing and legitimizing them. And the third thing that you're doing is you're reaffirming their agency 
And this is a big one because this is a really big trust builder here. This is a really big thing to expand the container, to increase the trust and the trust in them. When people feel like they have control or somebody is in control, they relax. They feel more comfortable, right? So you're going to increase or re- you're going to increase and reaffirm their agency. And that might take multiple formats. For what? For example, reaffirm that, hey, they have final edit rights. You can ask for any section in this video to be removed. No questions asked. If you don't like how you sound, you don't like how you look, you don't like whatever, whatever, you can ask for that. I promise you, if you're worried about them doing it 99% of the time, they're probably not going to. I've never had someone take me up on that. Um, I mean, I've had people ask to take things out, but I've never had someone be like, I really don't like how I looked in that. Take that out. Reassure them they have final edit rights. Another option, reaffirm they have control over which subject matters are talked about and which ones are not. We can talk about this or we can not talk about this. We can talk about this or we can not talk about this. You have control over what we talk about and what we don't talk about. So if there's something you're not comfortable broaching, we don't have to talk about it. You know, these are things, again, you're giving them control. You're giving them agency. You're saying, hey, you have power here. You have control here. And that goes a really long way to reestablishing their comfort with the interview. Okay, so those are the first three. So if ask them about the concerns, normalize and legitimate normalize and legitimize their concerns. Number three, reaffirm or increase their agency. And number four, reassure them about your intent. Remind them you are a friendly interviewer. If you're not a friendly interviewer, stop listening to this. Go reevaluate your intent as an interviewer. And likely if you're not a friendly interviewer, you're not even gonna be having this conversation with someone, right? You're there. You're just gonna, you know, spring it on them in the middle of an interview, right? But likely, if you're doing this, you are coming at this person from a friendly, genial stance, saying, "Hey, I'm not here to make you look like a fool. I'm not here to grill you. I'm not here to do this. I'm not here to do that. I am here to put you in your best light to make you look and sound as good as possible, right? That is my intent. I am here to make you look, make you sound." good, right? I'm here to try and really find who you are, your essence, and to convey that in the best way possible to the world, right? So number five, tighten up the container. And what I mean by that is, um, so it's anyways, let's, let's go back. And so number one, ask them about the concerns Two, normalize and legitimize the concerns. Three, increase or reaffirm their agency Four reassure them about your intent, and five, tighten up the container. This one is very important, and it's very specific to each interviewee that you're going to be working with. Different interviewees have different things that cause them to increase or decrease the trust that they have with you as the interviewer, and that's because they're different people. I tell this story a lot. In one of my last people projects, Um, that I worked on one of my last documentaries, I was working with a subject who was very chill. All right. He is a just totally chill guy. You know, he was the kind of guy who would be like, yeah, sure. We'll film for 
seven hours, eight hours, nine hours a day. We'll be in, you know, we'll be shooting, you know, dramatic B-roll in a church until 9 p.m. No problem. Just tell me where to show up. I'll be fine and I'll be there. See you soon. He was always there. He was always there for however long we needed him. Very, very easygoing, right? My current people project subject is a very different type of person, largely because of the different circumstances of her life. My previous people project topic was retired. He's a business owner, just a lot more settled. My current one, younger, single mom, two jobs, three kids, got a lot going on in her life. Being prompt, on time, and keeping to a schedule is very important to her because she has a lot going on in her life. And so, keeping that Time schedule is a really big thing for keeping the container closed, tight, and trust and um, strong in the relationship. Now, I don't know what that is with that person, but you have to sort of feel that out. Is it that that person um, really likes for you to be on time? Is it that that person wants to know what you're talking about before the interview? Is it that that person... Um, you know, is going to be really concerned with, I don't know, um, you know, having the questions beforehand, whatever that thing is, right? You want to tighten that up. You want to tighten in, you want to settle in, you want to make dang sure that you know what that is and you respect it, right? Because this person, it's your job as the interviewer to develop that trust. And if you're not going to do it, nobody else will right? And that's going to go a long way to increasing the trust and getting them to relax that you know, they know you respect them, that you're honoring of the things that they, that make them want to trust you, right? So that's tighten the container, right? One, ask them about their concerns. Two, normalize and legitimize their concerns. Three, increase, reaffirm their agency. Four, reassure them about your intent. Five, tighten up the container. And six, actually fulfill on your commitments that you make to them. This is big, right? If you make all these promises, oh yeah, you could edit rights. Oh yeah, we can talk about this or we can not talk about that. Oh, well, I don't really want to talk about this. If you, you know, promise them this, promise them that, and then you don't actually do it, that is a huge breach in the container because, and that will shatter whatever trust that you have with that person, right? If you promise them that they're going to get to see a first cut before it goes live and then they find out that it went live and that they never got to see it, that's a huge breach in the container, right? Fulfill on your commitments. If you make the promise, be deliberate about going out of your way to actually do what it is you said that you were going to do. Okay, those are my tips because here's the thing, and I'm going to re reaffirm this. You're going to be really tempted to just say, oh, we don't have to do the interview. But likely, I almost can guarantee this, that person has something very legitimate and very powerful to add to the conversation that you are having, to the video or to the podcast or whatever. And they're probably concerned because they do want to be a part of it, but they are nervous or scared or whatever don't back down don't jump off you know right away don't just say oh we don't have to do the interview if they really absolutely don't want to do the interview do not force them however i almost 
100% guarantee you it's likely not a problem with the interview. It's something about the interview or their understanding of the interview or they just don't feel like they have enough agency in it or they just don't feel like the container has been respected. Whatever that is, find out what it is, address it individually, normalize it, you know, reaffirm your intent, tighten up the container and fulfill on your commitments. And I almost guarantee you, you're going to be able to get that person to where they're relaxed, comfortable, back on set and giving you the interview and, you know, having a great time and doing it, having, having them have a great experience. That marketing email or a marketing video that I just finished with the lady who got cancer, you know, I did what I promised her she was going to get to see first edit, uh, first cut. I sent it to her before it went live. She sent back the words, it's perfect. I t- I'm telling you, 99.9% of the time, the people, when they see it, they're totally okay with it. Um, unless you've just gone out of your way to, you know, really do something poor to them, or you just haven't done justice to the edit, in which case you really need to make sure you're doing justice to the edit. <laughs> but that's a subject for a totally different podcast, right? So for today, that's the, that's what we're go that we what we got going on here. One, ask them about their concerns. Two, normalize and legitimize their concerns. Three, increase, reaffirm their agency and give them edit rights, or you can talk about, you know, what subject matter they want to talk about or don't want to talk about. You know, reassure them about your intent, tighten up the container, and then actually fulfill on all of your commitments. That's the way, or at least that's some ways that I've found to deal with the situation when one of my interviewees is getting cold feet. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. We will see you next time on The Art of the Interview.